In an election that will determine the fate of the entire universe, there's only one podcast holding politicians accountable. Scott Morrison, Anthony Albanese. Who will lose? Find out on The Chaser Report, Election Edition. Hello and welcome to the election edition of The Chaser Report. It is Wednesday the 18th of May and that is three days, Charles First, just three days. Until the election, my name is Dom Knight. And as always, the polls are now showing that the coalition is coming back. They're going to win. It's tightening. And it just proves that Australians are the fucktards we always knew them to be. Charles, you're missing something. Mm. You're missing something big. Yeah. They're not electing Scott Morrison. Mm. They're electing no. the new Scott Morrison. Yes. The different Scott Morrison. The, the so, non-bulldozer so Scott Morrison. Is that what has tipped the polls? Yeah. That he said, look, I'll change. If you want change, I'll change. Yeah. So rather than the inconvenience yes. of going to Labor yes. for a different party, instead you've got the new version of Scott Morrison. Yes. It's like when you get back together with your old um, boyfriend yes. and they promise that they've totally changed. changed. Of course, as we and know, that always that, works that out. That always works. It mm. works really well. People change when you tell them to change. The other thing Scott Morrison says, and he's quite right, is that if there's one thing we've seen in the past three years with him, he's just been a bulldozer. Mm. And you know what bulldozers are like? They're just pushing things mm. and getting it done. Yes. Like bulldozers just oh, no. push through. <laughs> I know, and exactly. if we look back at Scott Morrison's oh, past three years. So many achievements. Pushing through is what he's done. Yes, Pushing through the queue to get on board the flight to Hawaii. <laughs> and I saw in his interview with Tracy, Tracy Grimshaw, he was mm. saying he's looking forward to the next three years of not having yes. to do as much. He's going to be, what is he going to be, a sort of shimmering petal? He's going to kick back. It's the kick. It's like, you know, when you do, yes. a, a, when you do a big project, you do that, and then you have a bit of a period of kicking back. He's kicking back, but in the lodge. He's got a good pull. Yes, that, and that would suit him as well. He would love that. Well, because he used to have to go to Hawaii to kick back mm. next to the pool. But you know no. that pool at the lodge that Bob Hawke used to just sunbathe naked next to all the time? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Scott Morrison's interested in a bit of that, that action. Mm. Do you think Scott Morrison has as large a penis as Bob Hawke apparently had? <laughs> well, he did say he didn't hold a hose, mate. <laughs> uh, Charles... I'm going to put you on the spot here before we get into the episode. Mm. Are you ready to be the first to call the election? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to call them. I've seen enough. Go on. Uh, the coalition will squeak in by two seats. By two seats? Yes. And and the place that will ruin it for everyone who's decent and kind in this country is New South Wales. I, I, I see massive losses across New South Wales, maybe not northern New South Wales, but suburban New South Wales, Sydney – essentially, are the fucktards that are going to fucking re-elect Morrison the creep. So you don't think that the multicultural voters in the seat of, for instance, Fowler mm. are going to say, yeah, we'd like Christina Keneally? I think, well, uh, yes, but I think that'll go to an independent, though, won't it? It'll, that'll... Dai Lee? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, we can cut this a little bit out. Yeah. So you've heard it. First to call election 2022 is Charles Firth, a yes. coalition... Majority by two seats. Yes. Driven by New South Wales. Game over. Yes. There's no point even voting on Saturday now. Oh, and and just with that two seats, that includes Adam Band, who I right. fully expect to be supporting the coalition government. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> First to call, not necessarily best to call. That's the Chaser Report. On this episode, Warringah Independent MP Zali Stegall will join us. Plus, uh, I'll be having a look at the reason why Scott Morrison has been so unattractive to voters for the last few years. 
Who wants to elect a bulldozer? But first of all, let's go to my brilliant wrap of the election. We do have to do that, don't we? Contractually, yes. This is the wrap for Wednesday, the 18th of May. Tracy Grimshaw has been arrested after she interviewed Scott Morrison last night on Nine's A Current Affair. You don't hold a hose. You weren't in your tinny plucking people off rooftops. You weren't doing 16-hour days in PPE on COVID wards. You didn't get enough vaccines soon enough. You didn't get enough rats so that we could finally have a holiday interstate for Christmas and China is set up based in the Solomons. Do you think maybe you slightly over-egged the part about I saved the country? Police refused to comment but did say that a 54-year-old white male failed marketing executive had been murdered at Nine Studios in North Sydney. Meanwhile, a slate of polls are out today confirming that Labor is on track to massively fuck up the election again. The admittedly usually terrible resolve poll put the coalition within striking distance, but a much more scientific essential poll has also detected a tightening of the race just days out from the election. And in view of that, I would personally like to retract any negative statements that I may have unintentionally made against Scott Morrison or or his cabinet of fine, upstanding men and women uh, over the last few weeks. He's he's got women in his cabinet, isn't he? He's got a few. That's that's great. Furthermore, any any mockery or or disparagement uh, or or suggestion uh, that Scott Morrison was a lazy, blame-shifting fuckwit, it was not my idea, right? Like... I was very much against that stuff. It, it was a team decision, mostly Dom, really. Um, you know, I, I don't hold a hose when it, when it comes to that, those sorts of comments. And finally, wage data out today showed that Australians now going backwards in their real wages greater than at any time since the GST was introduced two decades ago. But, you know, go ahead, re-elect the government. Go on, I mean, I don't even care anymore. You know, we get one in 500-year floods every week at the moment. Nobody under 35 can afford a home. I couldn't even afford bananas for the kids this morning. But sure, let's keep going along this path. That's the wrap for Wednesday, the 18th of May. You do you. Whatever. I don't care. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Chaser Report. Election edition. Now, Charles, as you know, one of the most negative uh, developments in... Australian politics in the past few years has been the rise of the teal independence, oh, ruining everything. Wreckers. Betraying wreckers. Australia. I don't know whether you saw mm. um, Tim Wilson this week came out and said that, in fact, uh, if there is a balance of power, if there's a hung parliament, mm. uh, Russia and China will be will take comfort from that. Yes. Because it will mean the government's distracted mm. from them, from the bad countries yes. to the cross bench. So basically we're talking about people who are doing the work of Russia mm, and China. Putin's allies yes. in Canberra. So I'm very glad that today we're going to interrogate, really, I guess, the one who set the template 
for these teal independents, uh, along with um, Indi Zali Stegall, who is the independent member for Warringah, who last election uh, got rid of Tony Abbott and ended his long service uh, to our nation. A lot of things to ask her about, Charles. Here she is. Oh, thank you for having me. Before we start, can I just clear up how to introduce you? Are you an independent MP or are you in an independent MP who is also running for the Greens? Because it's been a bit unclear <laughs> in some corners. No, no party involved. Absolutely independent. I am the MP for Warringah and that is it. Well, actually, uh, t- uh, Tim Wilson, we, we actually tracked down Tim Wilson a couple of months ago and we asked him about your climate bill and he called you treasonous. Oh. introducing that climate bill because it put bureaucrats in charge of holding Australia accountable to its uh, carbon commitments. Why, Zali Stegall, do you hate Australia? <laughs> do you know that because the bill is modelled on the UK's climate change bill and actually the proposed commission is also in effect in the UK, mm. it got passed on to the UK commissioners. Did they know that they were being treasonous? They were they're they're un Australian to too. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that they were being treasonous to the UK as well themselves. I'm surprised um, Tony Abbott shocked. doesn't support it if it's something the UK has been doing for a while. Well, you would think it's a special envoy. <laughs> but, no, look, I think Tim Wilson's got his, uh, you know, he's a, he got himself in a bit of a twist and a turn and he's dodging and he's just trying to come up with any excuse he can mm. to pretend he cares about climate change while he does nothing. That said, twisting and turning and dodging, very useful attributes for an alpine skier. <laughs> so could, if he loses his seat, could he perhaps take that up? Mm. Well, I look, I think uh, we can. he can go back and do a bit of career planning and a bit of education and think about what other options are open to him. You're running against Catherine Deed. She's been... Notable, yes, quite prominent, really. In this, uh, in this election, that's, that's a very kind adjective yeah. to use. <laughs> she's sort of been running on a transphobic platform, sort of, let's call it. But have you considered taking up transphobia to appeal to that segment of the electorate that, that you're losing to Catherine Deves? I can categorically say no. <laughs> no. And look, I've got to say, the electorate really, we're a caring, inclusive community and it really doesn't reflect our values. But it, what's really important, really frustrating, I have to say, in this whole debate is the misinformation about it because the Sex Discrimination Act already protects women's sports and allows for a fair, a fair process to consider inclusion in sports. So it's not like anyone else is asking for this other than her. <laughs> Why would we trust you, given that you spent many, many years working in professional sport and also I uh, believe you were part of the Court of Arbitration for Sport at one point? Why would we trust you and not Catherine Deves on this issue, Zali? Well, you know, I'm still waiting to hear what her uh, sporting prowess and background is for why why she's uh, so uh, qualified. But I can assure everybody, having been to four Winter Olympic Games and participated in a fifth as a arbitrator for the International Court of Sport, I am very focused on fair sport. I've always fought for anti-doping and uh, I'm very very focused on women's sport and making it fair but also inclusive. Has it been hard to run against Catherine Deves this time, given her determination to undermine her own campaign? 
<laughs> well, it's a little hard to uh, have a rational argument, I must say. We've got a lot of – it is a different campaign. There's a lot of Palmer United, a lot of One Nation. You know, the post-lockdown and COVID kind of aspect has meant we've got a lot of uh, different kind of elements campaigning that we normally would have. Have you done any – candidates' forums against Catherine Deeps? No. Well, we had one forum, but it wouldn't say it wasn't really a debate. It was a forum with a few questions, but there was about eight of us on stage, so it wasn't a very effective one. Mm. Uh, she didn't turn up at one of the forums we were due to have. Mm. So no, no real uh, no real debate in the way I had against Tony. Well, d- Tony Abbott actually strongly endorsed uh, Deeps a few days ago. Is, is that the kiss of death for Deeps? Well, <laughs> I don't know if it helps considering how much the electorate, uh, you know, felt like it was time to move on from Tony. Uh, but then, you know, look, John Howard's coming out as well. I think the most the missing prime minister in all this is how come Scott Morrison can't turn up in Warringah and campaign for her? And look, the reality is he is so unpopular he can't even turn up for his own captain's picks. I'm just looking at your um, website here, Zali, with some of the policies, and one that caught my eye uh, was your your policy on arts and culture and you mentioned that you enjoyed Australian shows and documentaries during the long lockdown days some of which have been made you say right here in Warringah um I one of my favorite movies to have been made in Warringah is BMX Bandits Nicole Kidman's first (laughs) film in which she and uh and her co-bike riders in fact took BMX bikes down the Manly Waterworks Mm. one of the greatest scenes in Australian cinema can you uh, commit yes. right here and now to funding and supporting a BMX Bandits 2 mm. in this term of the well, parliament. Look, love to have a BMX Bandits 2, but unfortunately Manly Ocean Works is closed, so you can't do that one anymore. Are you willing but to commit no. to funding a new waterworks <laughs> yes. for Manly? Answer the question. <laughs> Oh, I know, I know. Look, I love BMX Bandits number two. I just don't think it will be the same location. That's very sad. You oh, I, know. Betray- so I now understand why Tim Wilson called you treasonous. <laughs> treasonous. Oh, I know. But maybe we can think of something better, bigger and better. I don't think it's possible. Is uh, Palm Beach in your electorate? No, that's up in McKellar. All right. So you don't have to watch Home and Away then? No, I don't get home and away. Um, we, we, we have got quarantine stations at oh, North yeah. Head, so we do have the odd ghost if anyone's interested. And uh, it was very disappointing that during COVID, quarantine station wasn't brought out, brought back into being a quarantine station. Actually, that's true. But that was that, right there, wasn't there it? That's <laughs> <laughs> quite smart. What's your policy on ghosts? Uh, they Zoe. do have tours and you can spend the night there and see the ghosts. So there Sounds you go. great, actually. Uh, now, one of the big issues in this, um, in fact, during the last term of the parliament and in this term of the parliament is the model for a federal ICAC. You've talked a lot about this uh, in the past. As a former barrister, whom in the parliament would you most like to personally prosecute? <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to uh, decline to comment on that one. I'll is there too many to not. choose from, is it? There are a few I can think of. There's, there, there's a few that sit on some front benches. <laughs> can we readapt a, uh, a car park that wasn't needed? Can we build on that for the federal ICAC's headquarters? Well, from car parks to triangles of land 
to the odd gas infrastructure. There's a few things I could think of that could be definitely subject of a few um, inquiries. So are you officially one of the Teal Independents or is that sort of slightly separate to you? How does that all work? Well, uh, look, Turquoise Teal started here in Moringa. Uh, until now, all independents were actually mostly uh, orange, you know. were Indi was orange and uh, Centre Alliance in South Australia was orange. So we started the Teal. The Teal is Warringas. Um, but uh, look, I've been very happy to share. And I know for the media, it helps. Everyone likes their colour coding, right? Mm. Uh, it's like in Parliament House, the carpet is in the colour coded and you know where you are from the colour of the carpet. So um, it's one of those things that uh, people like that, being able to identify independence with that. And look, I'm happy that uh, we've got so many smart and sensible and qualified people running as Teal Independent. Well, they're running as ind- community independent. But mm. I know they've been given the moniker of Teal, and and like it looks like they're on track to sort of take out quite a few moderate liberals. What? Do you feel a bit bad about that? Like they they sort of seem to be sort of targeting the sort of softer side of the Liberal Party. Well, can I just pull you up? Can we define moderate? Because everyone uses that moniker, but I don't know quite where it stands or what it stands for. I think it's relative. Well, well, it's, isn't it just that they're know. more hypocritical because they say one thing and then do another? <laughs> isn't that what oh, moderate okay. means? Okay, that's the definition yeah, of moderate. They, they say they support <laughs> climate action and then they vote with their cabinet to not support climate yeah. action. Yeah, okay, so moderate is a pseudonym for hypocrite. Yes, oh, yes, okay. yes. Gotcha, I mean. gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so on day one of the of the next parliament, assuming that you're re-elected, which seems fairly likely given your <laughs> opponent and everything else, um, do we know where the secret meeting is where all the Teal Independents are going to caucus together and form a party? Yes. Has that, has that <laughs> meeting been set yet? Is it at Simon Holmes or Court's house? No, 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 none, none of the above. Sorry, I just want to look at the next question. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, I think I I we, should leave the si- we should leave the awkward leave the silence in. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Election news you can't trust. The Chaser Report. How's it going to work then if you have um, some, shall we say, fellow spirits? And it is it is fair to say that if you look across the mm. policy platform of the Teal Independents, um, there are a lot of commonalities. Mm. How will it work if, if you and your um, colleagues, but not co-party members, if you have the balance of ta- power, how will you approach who to make Prime Minister and what policies to support? Oh, yeah. Look, I anticipate – look, I, I accept that we many people running as community independents are aligned in values and aligned on questions of principle and key policy issues. Um, I would expect – I mean, look, reality is it won't be decided immediately. There'll be recounts, so it will take a week to 10 days to be sure of what the parliament looks like. Um, and after that, I would expect uh, there to be some meetings and conversations. I don't know. Did you watch Total Control? There's lots of ideas and uh, uh, I was very inspired by Total Control. Oh, Bet Scott Morrison wishes he had Total Control. <laughs> um, <laughs> this election has sort of turned into a bit of a cost of living election. Warringah's pretty well healed, though. Like, do, 
What are what are the things that are costing more in Warringah? Like, are you having to look out for the soaring cost of caviar or something? Oh, that's a bit harsh. No, look, uh, yes, I, I, acknowledge, I acknowledge that Warringah is fairly affluent, but not all pockets of Warringah are that way. And for a lot of frontline workers and people working in, you know, nursing and aged care, our teachers, our essential services, for them incredibly tough and cost of living really hits, um, especially when it comes to, um, you know, how well, housing affordability is a pretty big one for around, around our way. Obviously, prices are pretty crazy. Um, but also we're, we're highly reliant on tourism and retail and we've had two years of lockdown. So a lot of our businesses have actually done it fairly tough. So would you, um, would you support a policy of like free caviar for teachers who are doing it tough? <laughs> I'd be happy to hear from the teachers to see what they would prefer. <laughs> How can I afford a house in Warringah, Zali Stegall? <laughs> I think the chase is going to have to commercialise a bit. <laughs> That's actually just true. Yeah, can we talk about that after the interview? Um, now, integrity and um, accountability are, are some of the biggest issues during this yep. campaign. It's something you discussed a lot. But, but realistically speaking, if the Morrison government is re-elected, it's entirely possible if uh, they get a majority in their own right, what will any community independents who've been elected be able to do? Aren't you essentially going to be part of a, of, a, of a minority whom the government doesn't need and aren't your, isn't your community going to struggle to get representation or, to, you know, to get policies enacted um, that you want? Well, think back to the last three years. The coalition has had a majority and yet think of how much the debate has moved when it comes to uh, net zero by 2050, climate action, integrity. It's been put on the it's been put on the agenda by the crossbench, by independents, by holding government to account and pushing the opposition to pull up its socks and do better. Um, so I would argue, regardless of whether a side of government uh, forms a government by with a majority, uh, having a backbench MP is just losing your voice. You, you're losing your vote by proxy to the party. Room, uh, an independent member on the crossbench can speak up, can ask their own questions, and can put pressure on both sides of politics. You've been the subject of a few dirty tricks campaigns um, this election. Lots of. I actually went up to your electorate um, a few weeks ago, and there were billboards about with these transphobic messages, which were put out by uh, Advance Australia. Um, and which is a sort of right-wing version of GetUp or something. And then, then there was sort of placards that were sort of thing. Do you know who is behind all these dirty tricks or are some of them genuinely sinister and anonymous? Uh, we had some core flutes that popped up all mm. over the electorate overnight once that weren't authorised, yeah. which is a criminal act. So they are being investigated by the police. And are there I mean, any leaks? Do you know any – have you got any information uh, about that? Well, I, I have a pretty strong belief that it's all advanced Australia, but mm. we can't prove that at this point. But there are not that many manufacturers, you know, people that print those core flutes. So mm. it can't be that hard for the police to find out who did what. Um, but we have had a win with the Australian Electorate Commission finding that Advanced Australia has breached the rules when it comes to that truck yes. um, and when it comes to some of the brochures that are being put into people's letterboxes. Um, so we are going to be pushing for criminal prosecutions against them for that. And, and what are, just out of interest, what are the rules that, that they've breached with those transphobic truck things? 
Uh, well, the trucks, uh, the sorry, the, the breach they've had is in relation to the one where they've said that I was associated with the Greens, the same as oh, what yeah. they did put for David Pocock, um, and that's an unauthorised use of local, and it's misdirecting voters because it's implying to voters that they're voting for a party instead of an independent. Um, so they are. Uh, the, the transphobic trucks, mm. well, they're in trouble with the Olympic Committee and Swimming Australia because they um, – they weren't authorised to use images of other athletes on those items. So all in all, Advance Australia are a lovely bunch that just ignore the rules and the laws and put up a lot of rubbish. Zali, you spent a lot of your life um, representing Australia as a skier. As we said, you've been involved in, in elite sport for many, many years. You spent a lot of your life in beautiful alpine resorts around the world. Why on earth did you want to give up that life and go and live in Canberra? <laughs> I was wondering where that question was going. Um, yes, it, it's a whole other environment in Canberra. But look, you've got to do it. This is a decade we need action and I'm very committed to it. And, and do you visit the prayer room ever? <laughs> no, no visits to the prayer room. Yeah. Uh, so who do, who do you think, final question, who do you think is going to win? Have you, are you willing to call <sighs> it? Million dollar question, hey! Um, I hope it is a it's a uh, parliament of balance with uh, the uh, a very with, with strong holding as the reins. The, the, <laughs> the tails, the, the, the tails with a, a balance of power is what you're hoping for, is it? The tails, tails in queen maker positions. <laughs> Sally, thank you for joining us. Pleasure. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rigging elections since before it was called the Chaser Report. So, Dom, I've discovered why Scott Morrison is just not resonating with voters. Hang on a sec. At the start of this episode, you called the election for the coalition. You mean mm. despite this? Despite getting re-elected, he's not resonating with the voters? Yeah, well, I've been reading yesterday's Financial Review. Oh. And in it, a, a very whip-smart contributor called Graham Young has come up with the fairly novel theory... I think, which is that the problem with Scott Morrison mm-hmm. is, is that he's too much just of an alpha male. Oh. And that that's out of fashion. Nobody right. likes an alpha male now. And mm. he's too sort of like just with it and centred and too got bulldozer-y. his shit together. Yeah. Well, yeah, just too alpha. He just walks into a room and he's like, hey, I'm Scott Morrison. I'm here to get stuff done. Yeah. And that's not that's – not, because he's a misogynist. Right. That's not that. It's mm. not that. And they're actually very, like, the opening paragraph is, the Prime Minister's problem is not that he is a misogynist. 
it's the alpha male person uh, pers- persona right that has gone out of fashion. So it's not that there's anything negative about him. He's a, he's no. he's actually a great example of a fantastic yes. alpha masculinity. And that, that's not fashionable. Yes. Is it due to the woke rotting of all of our minds? Charles? Well, it's because of women. It's actually oh. women are to blame because it's out of fashion because they mistake alpha male. I'll make the decisions, love, mm. with some sort of like sexism. So like when that. they see Scott Morrison, they're yes. misinterpreting their... So a man yes. is telling women yes. that they're misinterpreting another man. Yes. Is that right? Yes. That must be enormously... I'm so... I can just imagine how grateful the female voters of Australia are to have this man explained to them mm. by the Fin Review columnist. Are they going to change their votes in, as a result? Uh, well, apparently not. So, look, I'm, I'm willing to call this election having read this article. Oh, really? Which is, I think the the, the uh, Labor Party is is going to squeak in, and um, they're going to win by two seats. <laughs> well, Albo is a beta, I, and he's a total beta. Oh yeah, he's yeah. just he's got feelings. He, he cried, and not only did he cry, Charles, mm. he cried on camera over Kevin Rudd. Yeah. I mean, if if he's crying over Rudd, imagine how much waterworks there are behind the scenes with Albo. But see, I cry a lot, and I, I don't do. think of myself as a. Am I a beta? Uh, but but I, remember, beta was always better than VHS. Yeah, that's like, true. I view you more as a failed alpha. I think I'm a beta. Right, okay. And I think you're more of a so what, failed what, alpha. What, what else is there? Like, surely it's just not alpha and beta. There must be more than two types of men. Well, oh, there's probably an Omicron that's very popular at the Gamma, moment. Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta. Zeta? Are you a Zeta male? <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm an Omega okay. male. Right, well, there well, you go. So, Look, so what's Adam Band? Oh, Actually, he's he probably is an alpha, like an actual alpha within the he? Greens. He's a, he's a Greens alpha, which is everyone else's beta, <laughs> which is a zeta. It's like when they were trying to work yeah. out, wasn't he unopposed as leader? Oh, well, I think yeah. everyone else was just like, oh yeah, of course it's happening. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you heard it here first. Yeah. Labor will win the twenty twenty two federal election by two seats. Yeah. Charles, will that be driven by New South Wales? It's going to be driven by New South Wales, I think. It's the, the suburban seats mm. in, in New South Wales, in, in Sydney. Places like Fowler and Parramatta are going to go Labor, are Absolutely. They? And, uh, and, and, and let's not – I think Gilmore, Gilmore, you know, everyone's saying, oh, Andrew's Constance, he's such a good local candidate. No way. Like, Labor's got this. Okay. First to call it for both Liberal <laughs> and Labor, Charles Firth here on The Chase Report. Our gears from road microphones. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network, and I don't think Charles understands maths. See ya.